in this episode of Man vs. Marriage, success and becoming a superstar with special guest, Anissa Moran. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, in the Moran Family Studio with another bonus episode and a special guest by the name of Anissa Little Mo Moran. Say hi, Anissa. Hello. You know what? That's exactly what mom does. All she does is say hello <laughs> well, or hola or something like that. Now, look. The reason I have you on this particular bonus episode is I think it's very important to catch you on the front side of your superstardom, okay? Mm -hmm. But also, you exuberate some qualities that have to do with success. And you are also what they might call my twin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think you actually came up with that. Some twinsy. No, it's 20. 20. I ain't 20 anymore. I'm 42. <laughs> At any rate, um, <laughs> what I'd like you to do is, you know, maintain a proper distance here with the microphone is this visual example I'm giving you. How to, This is your power sit. Okay. So get yourself all defined in front of the microphone. Own that sucker. And uh, just tell, look. This is an audience with thousands of listeners, so I don't want you to get nervous, but I want you to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you. Go. Like, do you want my I want color you, or what? I don't know. I, this is, I asked you if you wanted to see these questions beforehand. You said oh, no. Now, you can't sit like you're in the back seat. you got to get up here to the microphone. Okay. There you go. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We have a studio audi audience too, but we don't need our studio audience over there yakking about. So you hang tight and here you go. Okay. Okay. Just, you know, your name, who you are, what you are. I mean, I've already said a few things, but let's go ahead and get that out there. My name is Anissa Moran. Um, what do you mean who I am? I'm, I'm 13 years old. I'm in eighth grade. And, um, sorry, um, and I've never owned an umbrella. Really? No, never, ever in my life. Well, you live in the desert, so the deserts of Southern California, you probably rarely need an umbrella. That's not true. We got rain, like, all year last year. Well, not all year, and then the year before that, and the year before that. I'm kind of emphasizing... The phrase rarely need an umbrella because rarely do you need it. It shines so much in Southern California. A little bit of rain. Put on a hat. You're fine. Oh, stupid hats. Oh. I, there was a time <laughs> where I looked great in hats, but I, you know. So I'm just looking over the, I'm looking over these questions here. And um, I think the first thing that I want to know from a 13-year-old young lady's perspective is what is the most important thing in life at 13 years old? 
give us some of your perspective. Um, well, I mean, I can't speak for every 13-year-old, but right now, mine is obviously family and um, acting, career in acting. Okay. Well, you speak for every single 13-year-old that lives in this home. So <laughs> I want you to speak confidently there because you represent 100% of the 13-year-olds in this house. Family. So what the crap is so... Oh, uh, if that's Hunter knocking on the door, I'm gonna have to choke what? him out. Hello? Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, well we'll just keep on going. Maybe our studio audience uh, can walk over there to the door, and uh, and uh, talk to our guest at the door who who is uh, trying to budge in here. So, family, what is uh, in your in your opinion? What is so important about family what does that mean uh, that is that's like very wide diverse broad but if you were going to be a little more specific what's so important about family um um support love the familia you know love and support yep okay i like that company what would you say in the moran household what's the funnest thing about living here um, well, when we have, like, um, like, when we sit around the table and eat, we always have those stupid conversations, and it gets, like, really loud, and it's really funny. Like, we always, like, crack jokes and stuff, especially when Derek's here. Yeah. It is a lot of fun talking, and sometimes just to sit back and take it all in, although sometimes it makes me melt. Mm-hmm, like, just slouch down in your chair, because it gets so, like, overwhelmingly loud, uh -huh. but... At like a decent level loud. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. What is the, um, what's the most difficult thing about living in a family with our dynamics, you know, with, what do you think our family dynamics is? How, how would you explain that to somebody that didn't have any idea? Um, well, like if, if I had somebody who was coming over and they'd like never met any of you and they're like an only child, which my best friend is an only child, um, I'd say that it's always, always really loud. And if, um, like it, if it's quiet, then like something's wrong or like, like it's not even quiet at night. Like there's some kind of racket coming on or going on, but, um, I'd say that it's really loud and, um, everybody's always everywhere. Like there's always movement, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know, there's like, there are certain people in the house who shall not be named who argue a lot or like to play tricks on each other. So that would be going on. And I'd say that there's like in certain rooms in like very certain spots, there are messes. And then everything else is fine. But like in very certain specific spots every single day, there's certain like messes and stuff. Yeah. But and, yeah. And those those little fortresses of clutter. <laughs> they mm. just pile up and pile up in like the top of the fridge. <laughs> it's like it's a shelf. You know, speaking of the top of the fridge, there's two levels of success that come along with that. The main fridge that we have now, there's not enough room between mm -hmm. that and the cabinet to put anything. So it's a point of pride that there's very little, if anything, on that. And I think in the second fridge, we've been able to maintain a very clear top. 
I, I mean, mean, not including dust, but... Well, yeah, but, you know, we're in the desert. It's dust. And bottles, because of Kirsten. She just throws them on top of there. Yeah, but overall, based... I mean, if you think about what our refrigerators used to look like on the top... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and until now, I think it's a victory. I mean, the wireless network, the mesh, the Orbi is up there. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think we've gained a oh, whole... Oh, it is up there. That's what's up yeah. there. It's a whole lot of ground we've gained on the the, the top of the refrigerator game. Success. <laughs> so there's success there. I agree. And um, what do you, where do you stand on the whole autism dynamic? It's the only life you've ever known because, <laughs> you know, your older siblings have autism. Three of them do. So where do you, where does that, what kind of dynamic is that in your opinion? Um, I mean, honestly, like I think autism is kind of like cool, you know? I don't know why, it just, like, it interests me, but, um, obviously I'd rather than not have autism, yeah. but it's just, like, I feel like it just, like, makes them, like, louder, and, like, they can't control their emotions and whatever, so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it's, like, it's just, like, um, I just wonder all the time, like, how they would act, like, who would Kirsten be if she didn't have autism? Yeah. Like, yeah. what would what would her career choice be? And how sh- how would she be doing in school? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, would she be, um, like, trying to get her driver's license, trying to find a boyfriend, trying to get a job? Like, I just always wonder. And Hunter, because he's 18. Hunter's 19, honey. Nine, he, Hunter's 19. Yeah, that's, what, <laughs> that's what happens a year after you turned 18. He began to girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, just with her sense of humor now, you know, how it shines through the autism. Mm-hmm. I really wonder what her sense of humor would, would be, be like, you, you know? know, like I always wonder yeah. that. I just, I think she would be an aunt Christie type to tell you the truth. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like, um, her favorite color wouldn't be pink. <laughs> she didn't have autism. <laughs> I thought her favorite color was red. No, she's obsessed with pink. That's why she always, that's why she has a pink sweet 16, um, like hoodie thing. Mm-hmm. Cause she loves pink. No. Oh. Well, I asked her what her favorite color was, and she said red more than once. Dad, it's because um, her favorite show, I think um, Astrid wears red or something. Oh. So. Well, my favorite color, my favorite color is red. So. So it's mine. I oh, know. my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you know, and I do wonder also, and I've, I'll have to tell you off air a really interesting movie idea that I have that has <laughs> to do with autism. But I don't want to say it. <laughs> I don't want to say it on this broadcast because, you know, somebody might take and make the movie. But if you're out there in this audience and you make movies, contact me. I have a really hit me up <laughs> great idea about a movie in autism. And uh, yeah, so with that, uh, let's move on to the next question, which is, what's the most challenging thing growing up in a family this size? Um, well, like, even before quarantine, we didn't, like, go many places because it's, like, really expensive. Who it's okay. <laughs> it's Hunter, little Mo. Just keep <laughs> on. Just <laughs> he keep. does that tingling thing. <laughs> he does it to me all the time. Um, so, um, we didn't really, like, go many places. Like, we'd go to school, and then we'd go to Beth's house for an hour, and then we'd come home. And so, like, I think that, and I don't know, sometimes, like... It's really easy to get, like, super annoyed. 
you know, because there's like so much noise. Yeah. And it's like always like there's no. Okay, so it's like you go in your room and you're like, oh my gosh, everybody's downstairs watching a movie. I can like be in here for like five minutes and I can just be, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then um, like five seconds later, somebody comes walking in there and, and they're like, oh my gosh, do you know what just happened and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah. So finding... Uh, Peace find and quiet, yes. A little peace and quiet and some personal solitude. Is that why you take 90-minute showers? Well, I don't know. I kind of just jam out. That's <laughs> that's why they're so long. Yeah, that song that you sing. Oh, my gosh. It's a good song. No. I love you, Demi Lovato. I love you a lot. It's a pretty horrible song because it just... Set from outside the door and downstairs, it's a, you've got a beautiful singing voice, but I don't know what that is. And officially, you've got to cut down on your shower time. It's a lot of water. So. No, but I just like when other people don't shower, I just take their shower time. So it's like they did shower, but I just showered in their shower time. You know. I think you're way ahead on that because you do shower every day. So. Sometimes I skip, like once a week, I might. Okay. Well, right. you're, you're way ahead. So. Emphasis on might. <laughs> <laughs> Trim down on the shower time. Um, in the winter, you could have seven minutes, I think. Seven? Yeah, but in the That's summer. That's like two songs. I know. In the summertime, you need to back that down to about five minutes because you don't need all that hot water all the time. That's like one and a half songs. I know. Songs are like Get shorter songs. Three minutes. There, no. Um. At 13 years old, I'm trying to think about me as just a rumbling knucklehead. You're you're a lot farther along in some areas than I, you know, was at 13. But what is what's your outlook on life? Even you know with this whole turning 13 and the year of COVID-19. What what do you what's your outlook on life? You know this year, um, this moment. Well, what do you, what do you mean by outlook? Like, could you further explain, please? Yeah, so as far as is life a positive, is life too challenging to bear, is it crazy? I mean, there's been a lot of things that's happened this year, and that's very specific, but, you know, you, you lost your first family member. Mm, that I actually knew, <laughs> that yeah. I actually interacted with. Yeah, yeah, when well, we lost Grandpa. So there's been some new experiences this year as far as quarantine, virtual education, um and then, uh, you know, the loss of a loved one and uh, things of that nature. So what do you, what's your outlook on life right now? Is is it is it positive up? Is it negative down? Is glass it half uh, full, glass half empty? <laughs> yeah, stuff. yeah, just give us, give me whatever you think. Um, I've always been pretty glass half full type girl, you know? I've always been pretty positive, keeping the good vibes up because, you know, I think, like, what is life if you're not living it happy, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um... But, you know, like, I pray for Grandpa every day. Never forget that awesome little legend. But, um, yeah, I think it's pretty positive. And especially because Christmas is literally right around the corner. So that's exciting. Um, but, yeah, I'm keeping it pretty positive. Like, when I go into class, I turn my camera on and I come in, like, smiling and shining. I say good morning every day. So, I mean, obviously, like, everybody in the world, like, every single person in the world, I have bad days. But... I always try to keep it pretty, pretty smiley and happy, you know, because it just makes me feel better. Yeah. So yeah, pretty good. That's good. I like that. I, <laughs> I enjoy that. That's the kind of the way that I live. And uh, 
it annoys people sometimes and mm-hmm. I'm okay. I'd I'd rather annoy people for being uh, you know, positive and outgoing and uh consistently driving towards my goals rather than being a negative negative Jack Nancy, hole, you know, <laughs> just uh always complaining and you know just full of piss and vinegar. Don't mm-hmm. say that word. You're you're a young lady. Don't say that I word. Know. I'm stuck with P until <laughs> I'm 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, moving on through the questions here. Um, what are your what are your goals? I mean, I know you talked a little bit about that, but what you know, at 13, you look forward, and you know, when you're an adult, are are you seeking college? What are you going to do? What's your career choice? What do you think? Um. Well. First, um, like I'm, we're trying to get headshots done so I can um, pursue in acting um, because that's like my main source of my career um, because I love to act. Um, and uh, no, I will not be going to college because I hate school a lot. And um, Jocelyn and I, when we move out, whenever that is, probably most likely not soon, obviously, because I have so long. Um, but... Um, we're going to move out and get a condo together, and we're going to have a YouTube channel together. We're going to start this month, actually, so go ahead and check that out. Um, and so, yeah, I'm just and um, acting um, and singing. So, you know, um, we're going to start that career up. Um, and then I do want to get into modeling, more of a fitness modeling, because I um, I love health and, like, working out and stuff. So... Um, but I don't know if I'm going to, like, model for other companies or not. So we're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> but yeah. basically, um, seeing, acting, modeling, YouTube, and Jocelyn and I are going to have our little brand, um, our little, like, clothing line. So, you know, pretty busy life ahead of me. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> probably uh, probably nothing new compared to what you uh, what you've grown up in. Mm-mm-mm. Busy, busy life. Busy, busy, busy life. Busy little baby. Um, so here's a question that I want you to answer, like super, uh, super honestly. What mm-hmm. is the most annoying thing about me as your dad? I can't wait for this one. Um, let me think. Most annoying thing. I'm I'm a hunter. No. The word no, just it. Yeah. It rubs me the wrong way sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it it makes me like it just like depends on what it is, but like it. Okay, here's one thing. <laughs> when I when I'm asking you a serious question and I can't tell if you're joking or if you're being serious, so I keep asking and then you get mad at me because you're like you already know the answer, but I'm not sure. So, I guess that. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes I just keep you off, you know, just off kilter a bit. Why are you so, looking at me like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's freaky. Your top teeth are very nice. I hope you know Thank that. you. Thank okay. you. Um, I had no braces, as my bottom teeth would tell you. <laughs> um, Mine too. What would you say is a great thing about me being your dad? Um, you trying to look for compliments, you sly dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I just, uh, I just wonder. Because I mean, I know there's annoying things. There's and there's got to be some things I'm I'm pretty good at. I try hard. Um, I think. But if I suck at everything, hey, it's your opinion. Let it rip. Um, 
I do. One of my favorite rules is that, um, like, not that I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish they'd keep this rule forever. But you know what I'm saying? Like, um, the rule where we, like, we don't have um, Wi-Fi or we don't have social media. I do really appreciate that because I would not, like, I feel like, um, because I, well, I don't know, because I will, like, get into an app, like, Flow Free, great game. Um, I got into it and I was like, oh my gosh, I love this game so much. And I was obsessed with it for like a day and then I was done. I haven't played it ever since. That was like three months ago. But, but yeah, so I have a very short time span. So that might have, so social media might not have been like, I die hard, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but I like that rule. And then, um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Dang, I forgot. Um, oh, you're supportive. You're loving, you're caring, you're selfless. Getting all those compliments today. Um, um, I like your laugh. You have a good laugh. <laughs> it's weird, but you have a good laugh. And uh, I don't know. I, I think that um, the way you're like obsessed with your faith is pretty cool. Oh, and your you. truck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that truck. <laughs> what about my truck? I opened, I opened the um, van door on it <laughs> today. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, you're gonna get me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's my work truck. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Hunter yeah. already took the trash can and scrubbed it down the entire side of my truck. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I did not know that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll show you. He went outside without permission. Of course he did. He always does that. My Opened goodness. the gate and took our big metal three yard bin trash can and shoved it down the side of my truck. I had to text my boss and show him what happened. I was mortified. Yeah. Because, you know. That moment when your heart drops, just complete. (gasps) Yeah, you have a company vehicle, and if you damage it, you can get it taken away. It's a pretty cool truck, though. It smells really nice. Yeah. It's pretty clean. Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, cool. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Just quickly here, um, if you... We're speaking of yourself in third person. How would you describe your personality? My personality is outgoing. First one. Um, I think I'm. I'm obviously outgoing. Um, like if I was um, another person. Okay, so let me give you a little scenario. Give me a scenario. So like, so I'm gonna ask you if this is what you're saying. So like, um, if I, Anissa, got like lost in a mall, and then like me but like not me you know like outside of myself and third person um like was trying to find me anisa <laughs> and was like explaining myself to other people like personality like explaining personality to other people is that what you're saying yeah uh, okay that well, probably doesn't make sense to anybody but that's I... my last brain cell dancing around so <laughs> <laughs> no i i however you got to put it if you were to explain your personality from a third person perspective what would it be um okay so i'd say um my personality is um i think i'm like so funny i don't know if other people do but i think i'm literally like so hilarious (laughs) like i can't stop laughing at myself all the time like i am right now um and i'd say um i'm a determined person i do reach for what I'm trying to go for. That does not make sense anyway. Um, <laughs> see, I am funny. Um, it, it, it makes sense because I know what you mean. Yeah. 
my last brain cell dancing around i'm telling you um but uh yeah i'd say like i always do accents obviously um and i don't I know where you I'd, got that from you just kicked my leg yeah sorry anyway so um i don't know i think i am i loud i think i'm a little bit loud sometimes You're very loud yeah i'm a little bit loud i'm a belter <laughs> anyway so um yeah i i would say i'm for the most part, because I just said a whole bunch of, like, gibberish. I'd say I'm outgoing, um, I'm funny, I'm determined, and um, I'm a weirdo. That's what I'll say. And I think I'm, like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm a 5 on the smart scale. 5.5, maybe. Ish. You know? 5.5. Well, I mean, since you're putting yourself on the scale, who's the dumbest in the house and who's the smartest? And that's where the scale you put yourself in the middle of. Well, I hope you never watch or listen to this, but like, are you asking, like, do you want me to name them? I don't know. You put your set, you put a scale of one to 10. No, like I'm just saying like, well, not really in the world. Cause then that'd make me lower on the scale. But like, um, throughout people I've known, I guess I, well, okay. So if we were going out on, the scale of like in the house, I'd say I'm at least a five, like a 5.5 around there. Um, I don't, I'm not trying to be cocky, but I don't know who's smarter than me in this house. Well, well, if, like if, out of the kids, out of the if, children. If 10 is the top and you're putting yourself at a five, then I would what say does that the say? other chicas are a little bit dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say, are you saying the rest of us are just a bunch of slab dab morons or okay, what? Okay, maybe. Okay, so, well, I'm, okay. Okay, so I'll say out of this um, What are your grades house, in school? I have all A's and one B, I think. Okay, those weren't my grades when I was in school. So What were your grades? I don't really want to talk much about it. Oh, wow. But, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but at 13, I didn't have all A's and one B. I'll just tell you that. Okay, okay, fine. Then I'll put it at a seven. That's fair. Fair, very fair. you know, I one out of ten and you being a seven... You're half as smart as I am, so that works out. Um, there's, a, there's a difference, though, when it comes to being smart as far as book smart goes and then smart as far as experience. You're 13. You're the youngest person in the house. you got a lot of time to go before you gain a certain level of experience, and there's certain wisdom that can only come to you by virtue of experience. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I tell you all the time, experience is the best teacher. But as far as book smarts go, you seem to have that wrapped up pretty fair. You know, I won't mm. say you're the smartest person that I've ever met in my life. Um, PJ much? <laughs> are you because kidding me? I have some friends that um, are engineers and doctors and, mm -hmm. you know. <gasps> you're friends with a doctor? I want to be friends with a doctor. You know I'm friends with a doctor because when Sophia said she wanted to be a doctor, my friend that's a doctor sent her some books. Oh, yeah. So okay. as far as intelligence, you you have plenty of it. I'm not saying you're the smartest person ever because there's some pretty scary smart people out there. Matthew or just Googler. Well, not really him, but um, Spencer Reed. Super smart. Maybe so. Went to college at 14. Almost. He was almost 14, actually. Doogie Hauser. Um, but, uh, you know, I would say, I don't even know how you came up with that scale of one to 10 and calling yourself a 5.5. And then, you know, I do see how you drove it north to a seven. 
But um, how did we even come to that question? Um, you're asking me about my personality, and I said I'm kind of smart, but uh, and then I made a scale up, and then we had this whole conversation. Yeah. 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 I'm thinking that, you know, your smarts wouldn't really play into your personality, so yeah, to speak. like oh well, I don't really know how to describe my personality. You like, described I think it I'm just already. Outgoing, like that'd be the one word. Yeah, I'm clean. There it is. I'm clean. You're gregarious. That's your personality. So yes. you're that. You're you're a ham, which is great. Ham hocks. You're fun loving. <laughs> um, but you did say one thing that I'm. I want to finish up here because this episode is going a lot longer than I thought it would. But um, one of the you know the call to the show is about success and stardom, and you being our special guest. At 13, you have almost an unnatural ability to remain focused, determined, consistent, and accomplish your goals. And I just want to know from you, where does that come from? How do you, how do you have that? Let's just say the keto diet. You know, you're lock, you're lock stock on that thing. Almost right? two years, January yeah. 19th. <laughs> yeah. So what is that? What is the key? How do you find that within yourself? to remain consistent and determined? Um, well, I mean, when I first, like, before I started keto, um, I, <laughs> that's where the stomach troubles came in after I ate, like, every time. Um, it was mostly at, like, dinner time because um, I think I'd eat the most there. Um, and I, uh, my stomach would hurt a lot. And so um, then you brought up the keto diet. And at the time I was already, because, uh, Everybody disagrees with me, but I I was a little bit pudgy, you know. I had a little gut and whatever, and I wasn't really happy with my appearance. And so um, uh, so I, like, you brought up the keto diet, and you're like, who's going to start? And Sophia was starting, and I was like, well, I might as well. Like, maybe it'll help my stomach, you know, and my appearance. And so I started it, and then I think I went for, like, four and a half months. And I remember every single day when you get home from work, I'd run up to your truck and tell you everything I ate. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Dad, you don't want to know what I ate today? <laughs> and I'd walk you up to the door telling you I had bell peppers and meat and whatever. <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, I had a pretty cool, like, four, four and a half months straight. Um, like no breaking or anything. And then my birthday came around and I ate sweet frog. And so I broke, I think I broke for a month and then I went back on. So it was like almost, um, like 10 months, like off and on keto. But then I just decided, I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this and I'm going to ride along with it and see where it takes me. And now I'm at two years almost. Um, and pretty much like when I first started, um, last year yeah it started last year like complete started on january 19th um i think i started working out oh it was june 17th was my first workout session with pj um and i don't know i just i kind of slowly but surely fell in love with the with the fact of like running and like ab workouts i get so excited with ab workouts because i'm like oh my gosh it's so effective you know so um basically just like I'd always, like, picture, like, I'd see a brownie, and I'd picture my dream body, and I'd be like, okay, that's not going to help, like, towards that, towards my goal. So I just wouldn't eat it. And, you know, um, I've had many people ask me, like, how do you do that? How do you not eat this? It's, like, so good. How do you not do that? I'm just like, I just, like, know what I want, you know? 
And I just smack dab, go for it. You, you know? just go for it. So I, it's interesting that, you know, you're 13 and uh, you're talking about two years ago hitting the keto. So it would actually be three years ago that, you know, you. Like I, I first it, started it. Yeah. yeah. And you were thinking about your appearance at that time. That's pretty young to be mm-hmm. worried about your body, your appearance. I mean, at 10 years old, I mean, you should just be ripping and roaring. So that's pretty interesting that uh, you were, I mean, you it's are the, weird. the youngest of seven girls. So, mm-hmm. you know, that range of girls that are already talking about their appearance, maybe there's some influence there. But I, that, that sound, that's interesting to me. But... What I took out of that is that you have like a fitness goal in mm-hmm. mind. You have a a health goal in mind. And instead of, you know, uh, getting that short-term gratification, whether it's a brownie ice cream or whatever it is, you're willing to forego short-term gratification for long-term determination and success. I admire that about you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I really do. And at 13, if that's something that you, you know, continue to master, the sky's the limit for you. Because, you know, all too often people opt for short-term gratification and then will make excuses about why they cannot be successful. Mm -hmm. And in your case, um, you choose to forego that. That's not to say that you never have a cheat because we planned some cheat meals. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, just even like a couple of weeks ago, you were like, I think I want this. It was like In-N-Out Burger or something and a milkshake. And Yeah, it was the day before Thanksgiving because every time I do a cheat day, I do two days because I know it's going to be like a while until I go again. So Yeah, so you just did it and then you were back on the wagon. And uh, um Ooh, the first time I cheated, it was so hard to get back on because I was like, um, because I think I, we cheated with, um, I cheated on like, what was it? Um, You said sweet frog. No. Well, like when I was like straight on, you know, keto, Um, I think it was, yeah, it was last year. We went to the hockey game on the 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was my first cheat since I started um, and on January 19th. Um, and it was so hard to get back on because there was like leftovers of like, um, like desserts and stuff like that. And it was really hard to get back on, but I didn't. (laughs) You did it. Um, and I know the main thing, you said the main thing as far as the reason that you, you start, try the diet and you've stuck with it is because of all that stomach trouble that you had, but then also, you know. Fitness goals. And everybody thinks I'm crazy because they're like, you're skinny. You should stop. Like, seriously, you're going to hurt yourself. I'm still fine. (laughs) You're fine. If If there was any issue of you putting yourself in harm's way or being harmful to your body, um, obviously mom and I would step in and really. Yeah, obviously. We would step in and say, look, um, either you straighten up or we're going to physically assault you because that (laughs) is what would work. Okay, finally. Um, for the dads that listen, what are, and, and let's make this as quick as possible because we are going very long and, and how long have we been going? Um, we have been going nearly 40 minutes. Are you kidding me? I've been in here for 40 minutes. This was supposed to be about a 12 minute show. Um, what are three of the most valuable things that a dad can do for a daughter? If you just took a minute to think about, 
you know, like three things that uh, it's important for dads to do for teenage girls. What is it? Okay, first thing off the top of my head is nonstop support. Um, like no matter what, like you support them completely and truthfully and like you be honest with them, you know, like if you're not liking, um, like their career choice or something or like just something in their life, I'd say you should probably tell them right away rather than like keep it in because that can, that can make a lot of arguments that are not needed. Um, but so yeah, the first thing is um, nonstop sh- support, support, nonstop support. support, and um, and then the second one would be um, complete like honesty um, throughout everything. And um, oh, you know what? I'm gonna change honesty. <laughs> Still do that, but I'm gonna change <laughs> honesty. Uh, I'm gonna say be a teacher to your children, like um, teach them. And, like, guide them through, like, new experiences and show them your ways, I shall say. And then um, the third one would obvious, obviously be love, unconditional love throughout everything. So, yeah. All right. That's um, that's important. What if a dad doesn't even know how to talk to his teenage daughter? How can he approach? Yeah, I'm pretty forceful. I'm annoying. <laughs> you know? And I realize that. But what if a dad doesn't know how to talk to a teenage girl and he's like, what can I say to my daughter to break the ice? You got any advice there? Um, I would say just like go. I'd say just go for it. Like go all in, you know, like um, like I always take a minute to think about what I'm going to say in the conversation or like how I'm going to start a conversation. But I'd say just go on in or go all in and um i don't know like um if you have any advice for your teenage daughter or or son whatever then um let them know about it or if you have any opinions on anything just like let them know you know so yeah well that is absolutely wonderful thank you I appreciate you coming to do this episode. Um, I love all my children. and uh, Me the most, though, obviously. Well, I mean, you know, you are absolutely my favorite kid, period. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely my favorite dad, period. <laughs> That's good. That's good. For different reasons. I'm your only dad, and you're the only kid in here. So, <laughs> so that's... We don't uh, know about any CIA agents, though. No, but they are probably listening. Um, with that, any final words for this man versus marriage audience? Be cool. <laughs> be cool, boys. Be cool. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Be cool. All right. Well, fantastic time. Uh, yeah, this is an, a 40-minute episode, which is absolutely three times plus longer than I thought it was going to go. But it was wonderful to talk to you. And I appreciate you putting your heart out there and helping us dads um, with what's important and how to talk to daughters and telling us a little bit about yourself. So she is Anissa Moran. I am Quincy Moran, a.k.a. The Q-Dog. And this is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose. 
for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself it's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.